there's a lot of activity going on actually. So um, must have been one of my students because it looks very much like what I was doing, <laughs> uh, working on big projects and uh, textures mostly. And uh, I mean, I should change the rhythm. We change uh, the way we make it. That was important to me. There's John Stevens. Um... Welcome back to Calligraphy Masters podcast. Today's guest is Yves Letterme, someone who does gestural calligraphy. This episode was recorded last year and back then I was not familiar with gestural calligraphy. But after this podcast and my research and interest in it, I'm pretty into gestural calligraphy right now. And Yves is going to be sharing his story, how he started, who inspired him and what he does actually right now. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, it's it's a French name, actually, although I'm, I speak Dutch. Uh, I mean, the correct pronunciation would be Yves Le Terme. But you could say whatever. I mean, I'm used to being. No, I know because <laughs> it could be very annoying for some people to pronounce their name not I know, correctly. I know, I, know. I know as well. So, so you speak okay. Dutch? I speak Dutch. Yes, I live in the northern part of Belgium that speaks Dutch. I'm, I'm from Flanders, actually. Uh, ik woonde twee jaren in Den Haag. Really? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, oh, but. Oh. So we can have this conversation in Dutch then? No. I don't think so, you know. It's been a long time since I were okay. there, but yeah. Yves, you're like, uh, you're a very known uh, calligrapher, a master to a lot of us. Uh, you do a lot of teaching. You have some amazing uh, portfolio, but uh, younger people like me and some other who are just starting with calligraphy probably don't know you. I myself, uh, to be honest, I don't know much about you. I don't know much about uh, a lot of uh, huge names in calligraphy. That's why I make this podcast. Okay. Yes. Um, well, yeah. I'm. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to tell something about myself. Then um, I'm. I'm 62 years old, and I live in Bruges. I'm very happy to live in Bruges, actually. Not only because it's it's um, well, a very beautiful city to start with. But also, it's um, it's almost you could say it's the epicenter of of Belgian calligraphy, and some would even say it's the epicenter of European calligraphy. Really? Because on, on a very small um, territory, let's say, I mean, it's a small city, but we have um, quite a good group of calligraphers working. I mean, first of all, this Brody Neunschwander, you may have heard of him. I of hope. Of course. Yes. So he's been my teacher, and then there's the entire Bowdens family also living in Bruges. Ah, you get a handwritten pen, of course, yes. Well, that's only one of the things that he's done in his life. And uh, we got lots of classes going on here. We have a, a gallery that always shows some calligraphy. We have a ELI, the school, uh, International School for Lettering is also situated here in, in Bruges. Wow. There's a lot of activity going on, actually. So. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that I can be part of that and just contribute to my whatever it is that I do. So that I couldn't possibly think of a better place to live than in Bruges, actually. It's so just, you're not born in Bruges, you're just living I was now. not born in Bruges, I was born in Ypres. Um, I mean, the English will know this as Wipers, and that is, um, there was a city actually, not that far away from here, let's say 30 miles away from here, but it's... Um, it was known in the First World War because it played a very important role in the First World War. It got totally bombed and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sad thing, of course, but 
that's why we were famous because the people in Ypres had a lot to endure in the First World War. It was wiped up from the face of the earth, actually, totally. Wow. I mean, I was, um, so I, I, I didn't plan to become a calligrapher, actually. So I was, a, I am, well, I was until a couple of years ago, a teacher Latin and Greek. And, and I was appointed a teacher in Bruges. Uh, there was hardly any calligraphy at the time then. That was in, well, let's say, that's about 35 years ago now, I think. And, um, and then I only started doing calligraphy um, as a hobby when I was 30. And then um, I immediately fell into very capable hands. I took classes with Brody Neunschwander. And as I said, there was a sort of revival of calligraphy in Bruges at the time. And I just jumped on that train. And um, so I, I remember when I started doing that, that I came home one evening and I said, this is really, this is really a good hobby for me. This is exactly the thing that I was looking for. And I was very enthusiastic. I just practiced and practiced. I mean, ah, almost day and night, whenever I had a spare moment. And I, I took a lot of lessons with Brody Neutschwander. I mean, all sorts of things, things that I was not even ready for, but I just went there and, and, uh, and, and, and looked and, and marveled at everything he did. And then I remember was after, two or three years, he said, um, they asked me to teach somewhere in Bruges and he said, I won't do that, but maybe you're interested to do that. And, um, and so I did. And, and as you may know, teaching is the best way to learn something, right? <laughs> yes, I've heard uh, this already. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I just started teaching and <laughs> really, really tried to understand what I was saying. And, um, and then a couple of years later, um, that same Brody said um, to friends he had in, in, in Chicago, he said, oh, you should invite him. Because at the time I was doing some gestural calligraphy. I mean, you're probably not familiar with my work, as you say, but- Of that's course I am. I, really, I am you know. familiar with your work. I just don't know your story, you know? I don't know your ah, background. Okay. Of course, I'm familiar with your work. How how would I invite you to the oh, podcast otherwise? Oh, okay, I mean, you just said like, I hardly know you, but uh, okay, well, you're familiar with my work, but you know that I do a lot of what, what I would call gestural writing, that sort of very modern looking thing. Um, and that was something that I was really addicted to already from the very start that I saw that. Uh, I don't know when you've heard of Elmo von Slingerland. Yes. Uh, he's known by Letter Tetter in, um, in Instagram. And I remember when I, I mean, I started doing calligraphy when I was 30 or something. And, and he was younger, than, he is younger than I am. And, and he just went one day and stood in front of our class and he showed us his gestural writing. I mean, it was called different then. It's called informal italic or something. And I was just blown away. I said, oh my God, this is what I want to do. And I came home and I said to my wife, I said, this, this is really, this is what I want to do. I want to, I mean, they can cut off my left arm if I can do that with my right arm, whatever it takes. I really went for that. And, uh, but of course, you know, you have to go through all the uh, episodes of formal writing and drawn letters. There's a lot of drawn letters in, in Bruges, by the way, because we have a, a few, very good letter carvers, the Bowdens family, Peter Bowdens, Christopher Bowdens, and their sisters, they all do a lot of drawn letters. Mm -hmm. And so I was hooked to that and I was hooked to um, 
on, on gesture writing, not that much formal writing though. I mean, I, I did my share and, and I, I, I learned some, some basic scripts, but it, it never caught my attention that much. I, I really wanted to make my own letters. Yeah, so as I said, Brody introduced me to a group of uh, people from Chicago and, and that was in 2015 or 16, I guess, uh, 2005 or six, I guess. So that's 15 years ago, 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. And from then on, um, by word of mouth of how, what the expression is, people started inviting me. And so I went a bit around. And so I made myself a reputation. I'm just curious, in the very beginning, you told me you started around 30. Do you remember how exactly you were introduced to calligraphy and what made you fall in love with it? Like, uh, was it specific calligrapher? Was it specific script or something you saw somewhere? What's yeah, the story? Well, that's, a, that, that's an interesting story. I was, I've always been jealous, say, of people with a very beautiful handwriting because I, I didn't have that. And I was just a mess when I was at university and people, and I had to take notes down from, from the professor or so. I mean, I couldn't even read my own handwriting. It was, so nobody asked me for my notes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so when I, was in, when I stood in front of my class, I was always embarrassed for my pupils. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, but this is the best I can do. And, and, and so I said, I, I gotta do something about it. And there was a lady at, at the school I was in and she said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing some calligraphy, you may be interested and we're having this and this one over. And I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll give it a try. And uh, actually the first um, teacher I had was the um, future wife of Brody Neunschwander. She was a Brugian and, and she taught me my first italic things and I remember that when I looked at that and I said oh my god this is really done by hand because I read some books and I, and I said okay yeah well they're probably doing it with with a computer or anything and and then I saw it actually live happening before my very eyes and I said oh this is possible after all and then she introduced us to Brody she said well, I'm, I'm going to show you uh, my future husband and then he showed me his work or us his work uh, oh my God, I mean, you've seen the work of Brody. It was already spectacular way back then. And it keeps on being spectacular. So I was, I fell in love with, with about everything on it. I fell in love with um, the way, with, with how you can put interesting and nice, beautiful text, make them even more lovely to look at. Because I'm, you should remember, I am, I'm a philologist. I, I teach Latin and Greek, so I, as I have an interest in, in, in language. And, um, and I was trained to discover beauty in, 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 in texts. Um, so that, that, that was really a huge thing for me. And also I fell in, immediately in love with, with all the, well, let's say with the modern side of, uh, of calligraphy. I mean, the gestural writing, the things with backgrounds, beautiful backgrounds, the work of Thomas Ingmeyer, that's another name. A uh, huge name in calligraphy. So, I mean, I was exposed to that and I said, oh my God, I had no idea. You know, people sometimes think at, at the start of their career that you're only going to write in beautiful Gothic letters, carpe diem or anything like that. But it was so much more than that. And there was an entire world for me opening up. And fortunately, it didn't help me with my handwriting. So I still have... a. <laughs> Uh, awful handwriting. I mean, 
actually it got even worse i think this is an I, issue that a lot of calligraphers are having you know yeah yeah I mean, and it's, it's it's so shameful isn't it you know with the, like you practice calligraphy you improve it you become good in calligraphy but i think it's it goes the same for handwriting if you want to have a good handwriting you have yeah. to be practicing it practice as well it. i know i know and I've, I've had some beautiful handwritings in front of me by, by um uh <laughs> David Mikkelberg, for instance, I got a handwritten letter in front of me and I said, if only I could write like that. And I did it for two or three days. And I said, oh, well, I'm 60 years old. I mean, I don't, I can't possibly change my handwriting anymore. But <laughs> if I make an effort, I could do it. But you cannot really make an effort when you're, when you're in school and you're on the, on, on the blackboard, you know, and you put, you have your back to the students, you cannot really do this. They we just uh, walk out. But I remember that so for a long time, I did both things. So I was teaching at school, Latin and Greek. And then in the evening, I taught calligraphy or I did calligraphy. I did commissions and all that. And, and, and I was becoming so hard that I said, I can't do the two things properly. It's either teaching at school or calligraphy because it, it was demanding too much attention, both of those. And how long time was this after you started calligraphy? Well, you know, I started my first, I started teaching in 93 or four or so, I think, my first lesson. And, um, and then for a long time, I, I reduced my lessons at school. So I didn't have full time, but only part time at school. And then half time also uh, calligraphy. But even that, I felt that I couldn't, I couldn't really jump the way I would like to jump in calligraphy because I got well, there were some people, some um, guilt and association asking me if I could come and teach for them. And I said, no, unfortunately not, because, because I'm, I'm at school. I can only do that in the holidays or in the weekend or whatever. And um, so I said, you know, I'm just going to give myself a sabbatical, just one year away from school. Okay. And that sabbatical that was, um, I was like heaven. I, oh God, yeah, and I'm, I, I, I worked like, like hell. I wrote a book. I had an, a big exhibition. I made pieces. I I, I taught workshops and everything. And um, and I said to my wife, "Look, I mean, what I earn is about the same amount as if I would go to school. So how about uh, becoming a full-time calligrapher?" And she said, "Okay, give it a go." So I gave it a go, and it worked fine. So and that was what twelve years ago now. Okay. So since then, I've become a, um, wow. This is like uh, 18 years after you started, you decided to become fully uh, working. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and that was, in a way, uh, I would say this, is, this was very lucky for me that I could develop my style and, and without the urge or the pressure to really make it, to make a living. I mean, because I got kids and everything and I had to pay for for a lot of things so i mean there there must be i have to make an income it's not like oh i can do whatever i want you know i got plenty of money you know <laughs> but but i could do so when i was still teaching at school so i had my income from school and then um so i didn't have to make quick money let's say i don't know if i'm explaining myself right so i could really you know it takes time to become a yes. to become a good calligrapher or to become good at what you're doing so and i had full opportunity to do that and Again, I was lucky to have 
very good teachers from the start. So uh, yeah, you, you mentioned earlier Brody and Thomas. Are there some other names you can mention that? Uh... I was influenced by a lot of people. Um, I just well, most of all Brody, of course, because he lives so nearby and, and, you know, we're friends and I get to see his work almost every day if I want to. Thomas Ingmeyer, I met him a couple of times, but I, I was familiar with his work and I said, oh, this is really nice. Um, other names, well, there was the late George Deaver, there's um, Gottfried Pott from, from Germany. Oh, well, I will remember some, I will forget some very important names, I'm sure. Uh, but... There's also the Bowdens family who lived in Bruges, who also had a huge impact on what I was doing. And um, several other people, people that I was a, happy to meet after a while and, and take lessons from them. And uh, also people I, I just read or saw their work. I mean, and nowadays it's totally changed. You know, I, you go to Instagram and you can, you can connect with, with, with about a thousand calligraphers and, and just admire them from a distance. Um, but in those days, um, you know, you, you, I mean, these were my heroes when, when I finally got to meet these people. John Stevens, of course, John Stevens. How can I forget John Stevens? Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> um, of course, he has a tremendous influence on me. I mean, he is, he is God, right? John is amazing. Yeah, he, he is, he is. Well, don't, so, don't, don't give your pressures about names. I mean, if some names pop up while we're talking, it would be cool to to share because you know like for me it's very interesting because first we're different age and second it's always good to know what people influence certain calligraphers mm -hmm. you know I, yeah for, i yeah. think for me it makes a lot of sense to when i follow some calligrapher and i see his work i admire it but i'm like okay who who influenced this person because for example yeah. i have the people that influenced me but I guess everybody else has their zones. Yeah, yeah. And you notice there's also another thing, you know, uh, some people only influence you during a certain amount of time, you know, mm -hmm. when, when you're into something and you said like, well, this is, this is really interesting to, uh, to see that. And I was influenced also by Elmo van Slingerland, I already mentioned his name, uh, Julian Waters, of mm. course, and Heckel. But yeah, when, when it came to drawn letters and, 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 yeah, some some refinements. Uh, Yuki Anand also is is um, is a very famous name that I yeah. Um, Karl Rohrs, of course, also some things, of course, in calligraphy that I stay away from that don't interest me that much. Um, like what? Well, there's I'm not really interested in, but I don't I I like I like to see it though, but I'm. It's just not for me. It's a sort of very feminine, uh, Spencerian and, and, and copper plate things. You know, I can appreciate and I can see the skill and everything, but it's just not for my hand. You know, my hand just wants to go faster and, 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 and fly and, and somehow it doesn't work for me. It's, it's frustrating, you know, but every now and then I get a, um, an envelope job, as they say. And then I, I'm, I'm just thinking like, oh, these people probably want to see some copper plate-ish thing on their, on their envelopes. And what they get is, is, is gestural writing. Uh, and um, yeah, well, you, you, can't do it, you can't do everything. You know, you, um, you have to make choices. Also, another thing is, is um, you know, miniatures and, and the sort of style imitating of the 14th, 15th century things uh, with filigrees and all that. Um, 
I tried. Uh, it's I. I don't think I have the patience for it, nor the skill. I, although I think I mean, if you put your mind to it, you could get a reach a decent level. Also, if if, if well, I I feel like hundred percent like you. Like uh, I admire copper plates, pencil, and, and scripts like this, but I'm like, this is this is really not me. I mean, mm, that, that's yeah. why that's why we have Paul Antonio. I love yeah. watching him watching his work, but. If I have to do yeah. this, I'm like, no, oh. it doesn't work for me, you know, and, and there's also another thing that I said, you know, as you grow older, you said, how many years would it take for me to get good at this, right? Uh, shall I put my time in that? And, and if I get reasonable, I would only be reasonable in something that a lot of people are much better at. So <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> Try to think like, maybe I should just focus on the things I, I think I'm good at and, and try to develop these further. And for a long time, I had that idea that I, that a calligrapher, I mean, I'm especially influenced by, by Brody, who can do anything, right? He can do that. And so I, I was brought up to believe that a calligrapher should be able to do anything. I mean, copper plate from copper plate to trays and capitals and back and turn and, and, and beautiful backgrounds and, 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 and all the sort of things that, that Brody is doing actually just not working for me. I mean, I, I, I have to stay true to, to what I'm good at and what interests me. So I forced things a bit in the past. I, I did try Spencerian. I, I did try to do some other things and then I just gave up on it. I said like, well. I think, I, I guess it's important to realize that uh, first of all, we are not supposed to do everything. And second of all, it's important to do the things that, that you love, yeah. that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It took me a long time to realize that. I'm, and I, I still have that, that stupid idea in the back of my mind that I would one day make a work and put it on Facebook or whatever. And people would say, did he do that? Oh my God, I wouldn't have guessed, not in a million years. And I would say, yes. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, no. I mean, I'm, people always recognize my style. And as I recognize other people's styles, you know, I, um, I, even though Brody is so versatile, I can see his, I can recognize his work. There's always something that betrays his Brody. You can recognize John Stevens' work. I mean, he has such a wide scope of things he can do, but you know, that must be John, yes. or at least one of his followers. The <laughs> same with Dennis, same with Carl Rohr, same with, 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 with anybody. So, and I, I said, wouldn't it be nice to be different than to have a sort of, you know, a sort of like, like the ideal forger, one who could just make anything, but it's not working that way. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting to terms to, to, with this now. So I, I just do the things that I, that I love doing. And, okay. okay, you mentioned like uh, copper plate and Spencer and are not really your thinking calligraphy. Apart from gestural calligraphy, which I want to speak about in a bit, are there certain parts of calligraphy which you're not doing or maybe not as much, but you still love? I mean, you like a lot, you've done them. Some mm. other scripts or specific styles in calligraphy or lettering? Well, there's, um, there's drawn lettering. Uh, which I uh, which I like to do very much, and which I'm also teaching in, in, in an online course. There's, there's an online course that I teach. There's a lot of people doing that now, also, especially here in Bruges. I mean, I've been teaching all around, so of course people pick things up and, and they do that. And it's it's well loved in calligraphy circles, um, and and 
it, it's really well done also by a lot of them. So I sort of gave up. It's, it's like a child that I, that I said, okay, well, I, I, I put it there and you've taken it and, and now you take it further and, and okay. And, and I have the idea like uh, whatever I do with drawn letters, I can't reach the level of the people that I taught drawn lettering because they've, they've gotten better than I did or they, they just spent more time on it or they, they're more inventive than I am. And I said, well, that's good. Okay, um, let's focus on the things that I think that I, yeah, I can do pretty well, which is basically uh, gestural writing with all sorts of things. And also uh, the mixture of, um, how would I say, abstract painting with, uh, with gestural writing, which, which is something that I, um, that I love doing. Recently also, I discovered uh, Procreate, and that is something which is maybe in your world, but, but in the traditional world of calligraphy, it's... You would hard. be surprised. Actually, I'm, an, I'm not a fan of uh, Procreate calligraphy. No? Be because, uh, I mean, I've, I've tried it. I, I know a lot of people which are doing it and stuff. What I don't like about uh, Procreate calligraphy is uh, you don't really have to have some skills, you know. It, it makes the shapes good. Like even if you don't do them as good, it will look better. It fixes certain things, which mm -hmm. doesn't mm -hmm. really develop uh, the real skills within you. And that's okay. why, okay, I like when I see some good uh, Procreate calligraphy or lettering, but I'm like, nah, I, I don't stand for this. I know, I mean, I don't have problem so much with technology. For example, there is VR calligraphy, which I, I tried. And this blew my mind because you know, as calligraphers, we, we work in 2D. It's either on paper or wall, it doesn't matter, but it's always 2D. And in VR, I had for the first time opportunities to do calligraphy in 3D, which just blew my mind. And mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. really like supportive of a VR calligraphy because yeah. it doesn't fix your strokes, but it gives you opportunities which you never had. And the, yeah. I, I think if you try VR, you will fall yeah, in love with yeah. it. Yeah, well, well, Brody told me just a couple of weeks ago, he, he, he was here and, 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 and we were thinking of uh, what next. And, and he, he shared the same experience that you did. He said, like, it's, it's so amazing. You're standing in a room and you have this and, and then all these things happening. He said, you should come. And he said, I, I, got, I got the installation at home. You should come one day and, and, and you, can, you can play with it for a while. Yeah. Um, so maybe I will do that. Um, that that'd be but, super awesome. I mean, I would, I would love to see some work from you or Brody done in VR. I mean, yeah. I think most people were not expecting you guys to do such things. And for me, it's such exciting thing just to hear about like Brody yeah, doing VR. Yeah. This is like... Oh, well, I mean, Brody is, 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 he is forever young, you know? I mean, you can, you can throw him any bone you like. I mean, he will, he will pick it up and he will bring it to excellence. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, that, that's just one of his amazing talents is that he always comes up with something new. You know, he is... To me, he's yeah, he is the real artist among among the calligraphers. I mean, I mean, artist in the full sense of the word, mm -hmm. not just a skilled craftsman, but but really thinking and oh yeah. Well, anyway, but yeah, well, I disagree with you on on. I mean, Procreate for me also is 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 very useful as a tool to um, to try out some things and it's like, is this combination going to work? And you just tap 
with, with your fingers. I said, no, it's not that. And then you start again. So it, it goes much faster, doesn't it? Okay, yeah, like now, depends how you look on it. Like the way you explain it, explain it. Okay, now then I, did I hear you saying it. Okay, this makes sense. But, uh, you know, like I don't have such problem with Procreate. For me, the problem is if you are new to calligraphy, if you don't have skills, don't uh, start okay. with, oh, yeah. with, yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. you know? Because I see a lot of people, they just fall into calligraphy and they start with it. I guess this is the, the main problem, not not so much. Yeah, that, yeah. You know. it, it, it's what, what they call modern calligraphy, isn't it? Yeah, so, you know, or I mean, I've always wondered about that word, modern calligraphy, because I was, I thought that I was doing modern calligraphy <laughs> and then suddenly <laughs> there were people showing like, you know, it's easy, you know, hand lettering, you know, and you do these, these, these same movements all over and every E is the same and every A is the same. And I said, well, not to me. Um, and then, of course, if you do that with Procreate, right, and, and, and you put some special effects on it, it's easily done. So there I can understand you that it's like, uh, like, uh, like fake, like, like uh, uh, cheating, maybe, cheating, I don't know. A cheating thing, yeah. But yeah, well, what can I say? I mean, we had to learn it the hard way. And, and sometimes I think like, is it because we had to spend all those years refining our skills that we just can't stand it if somebody just uh, does it with Procreate much faster than we possibly can. I think your way, like the, the, the way you've, you've taught, uh, you learned calligraphy, it's much better. I don't think it's wrong. I think uh, we lost the true ways of learning it. Like I've spoken a lot with Paul Antonio about this and no matter how you look on it, calligraphy takes time and especially yes. if you want to become a good calligrapher it takes time there has not to be any shortcuts of it i mean yeah i agree yeah, yeah. i guess with our what like era that, that we're living with all this internet and everything going so fast it kills the patience in people and even though some people fall in, like come into calligraphy they want to learn it but most of them they're like okay i want to learn this now fast become good and yeah yeah, and yeah, this is yeah. kind of, this is not how it's supposed to go. No, although I think that some of these youngsters who taught it very, or who learned it very rapidly, uh, they sort of, at one point of, uh, in, of time in their life, they will come in contact with, with the real deal, you know, and, and then they, they may say like, oh, well, maybe I should take a workshop on on trades and capitals and try to brush them really the the hard way instead of just picking them and just just gluing them on my screen or so um so in a way i mean i would not discourage these people from from doing modern calligraphy or going from for some easy things because some of them really um see the light after a while and they say oh well there's much more you can do with it and and they see the difference between let's say the uh, hand lettering thing, you know, you know what I mean. Yes, yes. That, that you have about 150 books now. Um, and, and the thing that Sheila Waters is teaching. So there's, there's, there's a big difference between those. Yeah. And, and I talk with Brody a lot about that. And, or we, we gotta be careful also that uh, there's a lot of calligraphy going on, I think that is still under a layer of dust, I would say. Um, so 
in my world, when I, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that finally I, I get to see some youngsters, but when I go and teach in America, um, the average age is about 67. Why is that? I think like a lot of young people are interested in calligraphy. And... Yeah, well, you know, I mean, when you go to conferences and so on, so it's, it's you say, wow. And, um, and they, they do the same things as they did already 20, 30, 40 years ago. So there's, there's, there's not much happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, that's where you said we, we, we need some young blood. We need some a push to, to change things a bit because they, I see that happening in, in, in Italy. I see, see young people in Italy. I see young people in, in Spain and so, but, but in other parts of, of the world, the Canada, same thing, you know, older people. I mean, mostly females. I got classes where they're all female. I mean, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind at all. But, <laughs> Uh, you wonder sometimes, like, um, I mean, especially when you go to England, I mean, the good old English tradition, right? Yeah. There's something to say for that. But that's basically the same things that, that already were done 50 years ago. I got the point, what, what, what you're talking about. And how, what do you think is the fix for this? How can this happen, like introduce to more young people and make them fall in love with this? Like, Well, that's hard to say. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an old man myself. You know? uh, and I would do you do you feel old? Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 62. So I'm, I'm, I'm almost retired. Right? Uh, not that I will retire. I mean, not from what I'm doing right now. But, um, but to come back to your question, like, what, what are we going to do? Um, well, we should shake things up sometimes. Um, sometimes I feel that things are just looking too pretty, too nice. And that's probably because there's a lot of women involved in all that, you know? <laughs> and and uh, or maybe we're, we're watching this, uh, the different uh, <laughs> Instagram accounts, I don't know. But um, I, sometimes I, I, I just go through these things and I said, well, I've seen that before, I've seen that before, I've seen that before. So show me something, show me something new. And, but I say the same thing to myself when I'm, when I'm working at my desk, I said, well, you've done that before. I mean, you've, you, you're doing this already for 15 years. So why don't you change it? And, and changes come, but, but, but in very small degrees. Sometimes I change the width of a G, for instance, or whatever. Um, there is, I think, you know, Philip Tislak, he's... Uh, no. I think he attended one of your workshops. I don't Philip? know what, what is this uh, workshop, but I don't even know how to explain. But basically, it was Latin letters that are mixed in a square shape like something like japanese or chinese uh-huh do you know what i mean and what's his name again say philip philip Cislak. wait uh, just a second i'll show you uh okay. that's what what's left in my mind is that you did this workshop let me check why okay so this is it was by broad actually huh okay ah well then yes that explains yes but why is I mean, it head- I mean, I had in mind that it was by you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, Brody is teaching an online series now, and he is really breaking new grounds. And uh, he's teaching how, I mean, that would be my answer to your question, like how can we shake things up and how can we get 
drag some people out of that that swamp in, in which we all do the same things and when we follow each other and 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 and, and we imitate each other. Well, Brody is your man. I mean, he can he can do all that. I mean, when he was he launched this year or past year, the first time his his online classes. And there were a lot of students, very talented students who took this course. And I was so happy to see that because I said, like, finally, finally, Brody is, is reaching a wide audience. Uh, or he was already reaching a wide audience. But now in, in terms of like, yeah, I mean, you can, you can, you can teach the world when, when, you, when you go online. And, and he did amazing things. Um, so that would be a way to uh, indeed to change things is, is to have some calligraphers with a vision, but there are very few of them, you know. I mean, most of the calligraphers I know, I included, we, we just teach the things that, that we love to do. And, and then we see that people are following us and they said like, oh, okay, that must have been one of my students because it looks very much like what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way it goes. Um, it's, it's so difficult to um, shake off the influence of your teacher, right? Uh, you do what your teacher is doing. You, you think this is a bad or a good thing? Because I've discussed the same thing with Paul Antonio. I, I keep mentioning Paul. It's because we have yeah. another separate podcast, which is only me and him talking about different oh, things okay. in calligraphy. Yeah, because I, I noticed like uh, some people, I see the, some good work of uh, young people and stuff. But when I see what they write, is ex- I know exactly who their teacher was. It's 100%. Like, I'm like, okay, this is great that you do it at such level, but this is so much yeah. his teacher. And yeah. I, yeah. I have a mixed yeah. feelings about it. Yeah, I think, I think that's a phase you have to go through. You know, um, it's, it's impossible not to be influenced. And, and I thought that for a while, I mean, years ago, I thought that I was um, developing something new by just mixing styles of all the teachers that I had. And I took a little bit of Gottfried Paul and I took a bit of, of Brody and a bit of this and a bit of that. And then I remember that when I was posting my work that I got comments from uh, um, from my students and people I know, and they said like, "Is this your work? I thought it was. I, was, I thought it was Brody's work." <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I, on one hand, I was happy. I said like, "Oh my God!" They it's like a compliment. <laughs> God, uh, I can die now. Um, but uh, on the other hand, uh, I I was. I sobered up and I came down from my cloud and I said, I, I don't want to go spend the rest of my life being a little Brody uh, or, or just, just one of his acolytes and, and, and imitators and, and whatever you call it. Um, so I worked hard to, um, to develop an own style and I can still see how much Brody is in me and, and how much Elmo is in me and so on. But I, I don't mind. I mean, I'm, I'm quite aware that if people take my workshop, uh, they will um, at first do some things that I will recognize as, as being my influence. But, but in time, that will wear out and some things will remain and they take other workshops and then to influence from there and influence from there. You have to agree with me. It takes a long time and a lot of work to develop an own style. Yeah. certainly in calligraphy right <laughs> yes i mean it's funny because when you started your story you told me that you know we started because you wanted to have your own style and think and it's funny because this is the exact same reason that i started calligraphy because i was watching a video by tius one I, I i hope you know tius one i guess or yeah. who tius one adam from berlin 
No. Scriptorium Berlin? Oh, Scriptorium, I've heard of that. Yeah, I mean, actually, we were, I think we're living somewhere in, in, in separate universes, right? So, um, I, I mean, I'm following um, calligraphy masters. Um, I mean, you're, you're the guy behind calligraphy masters. Yes, I yes, 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 yes. So I follow them. And um, and I remember, but this is already some years ago, that um, there were a lot of people uh, from calligraphy masters, and I was looking at all these names, and I said, "Damn!" I said, "They're very good, but how come I don't know them?" I mean, and how come John Stevens is not there? Now he is. Yes, he now is. He, now he is, but he wasn't there. I mean, it's he's only there since what five years or so. Yeah. Well, calligraphy masters. Okay, let me explain a little bit because mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess people like you don't. In the beginning, when I made calligraphy masters, there were a lot of people which were having problem with the name. They thought like, "Oh, who who uh -huh. you are to call yourself calligraphy master?" Yeah, and okay. yeah. this is not at all the idea behind the name. Mm -hmm. Like there is a crew. I, I don't know if are you familiar with graffiti crews? Hardly. You know, I mean, I know Victor comes. No, but yeah, course. my my point is yeah. in graffiti there crews where they're like two three maybe some sometimes a lot more right. people but they have this graffiti crew and they have a name and they work okay. together yeah. right. with calligraphy masters we decided to make a crew which is mm -hmm. which involves a lot of people from around the world but we don't call ourselves masters and nobody thinks we're masters the idea is to make people believe that everybody can become a master if they if they're dedicated okay. if if they yeah. practice and yeah. all this yeah. thing yeah. it's mainly to inspire people I mean, yeah, for a long time, people have this wrong idea just because of this name. And I know, mm. I know it's a bit provocative a name, but after all, when I chose the name, it was already used because I bought the domain, you know, the website. And it's not, I'm not the first one who used this name. I just kept working with it. Okay, good. Yeah, well, no. I mean, it was just that I, I didn't recognize any of the names and I thought like, Oh my God, I said like, they, they should contact John and Julian and Brody and Dennis Brown and all these people. I mean, because these were the guys that I was brought up with. And I just saw a lot of people doing mostly tattoos. I don't know if I was right. A lot of tattoo I saw on the website and, and um, graffiti looking things. And I said, okay, well, this is a separate group. I said, well, that's very nice things in there I said, but probably living in another universe no yeah. it's not living in another it's just i came introduced to calligraphy in a different way i started with yeah. more not known to uh, you people and then yeah. with like in the beginning i, I even didn't like uh, traditional calligraphy i was like <laughs> i didn't appreciate it with that yeah. I, it's been eight years of calligraphy masters now yeah. i've i've learned to know a lot I, I learned to like the, the traditions in calligraphy to appreciate yeah. uh, masters like you and mm -hmm. others. So it's, it's a process. And this is the first year where I've planned to really push promoting people work like stuff that is not known to younger generations, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I think it's well, very yeah. important for young people to, yeah. Yeah. to be learning from people like you, like John, like people who have who are masters and have traditions in themselves. And because of course it's good to develop your own style, but as you said earlier, at one point, you gotta face the the source. So yes, so well, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I forgot to say, I'm very pleased and honored to be invited by, by calligraphy <laughs> masters. Um, and um, it was just weird for me. And I said, 
I, I, I remember thinking at the time when I when I discovered the the, the Instagram account of, of of calligraphy masters, and I said, "Oh my God! I mean, how come I've never heard of these people? I mean, I'm I'm I have a, a, some um, magazines like like Letter Arts Review, and you always get to see the same names, and I probably know them all by now. And then there was a, an entire new world. I said, "All these young people there," and I and I said. I thought they were only ladies of about 60, 70 years old doing calligraphy, but now look at these young guys. They're all out there. I just suddenly, I, I just didn't, didn't get to see them somehow. Anyway. You know, it's, it's a, I, I must say, it, it's, it's, it feels really nice to hear something like this from you because, uh, as I said, a lot of people older and have more traditions in them. In the beginning, they were very against calligraphy masters, I guess, because of the name and some other reasons. For example, Dennis, Dennis Brown, he didn't want me to future his work. He didn't want to associate his work with, with the work I was futuring. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really nice to hear like people like you that, that actually liked that they didn't have a problem. I spoke with John also, and he's also the same. And it's really cool to see like yeah. masters like you, which are not like just pushing away the new and somehow, okay, I know not the work of everyone is so good as yours but you still yeah. appreciate it you know and uh, this is uh, super cool for me and i think it's really important for i've done this just to unite the people around calligraphy and mm -hmm. to keep calligraphy alive you know because it's it's a century which goes more and more about technology and i mean yeah. calligraphy yeah. is yeah i mean it's you know, we're responsible for that to, to some degree, you know, I mean, I mean, the group that I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm part of is, as, as I explained, so if we keep going on the way we're going on, I suppose, when our generation dies, then, then it's done, it's over and done with, because we, as I said, we, we, keep just walking in the same circle you know feeding upon each other and and sort of sort of incestuous things going on and in our in our world like uh, okay well i took a lesson with with him and now i'm doing this and doing that and then people and um as i said we need we need something new to um and it's it's especially nice to see um, with Instagram and with all the te technology that you see, well, there's a lot of youngsters, maybe not in my world, not in Belgium or, or the, the States, but but out there in the, in the big world, there are a lot of young people doing that. Like I asked about you, Swan, I, I thought, like, I don't know, I just thought you know them, but I'm going to ask about another name because John Stevens okay. knew this other name. I, it's, it's funny for me because you're like this kind of person that likes this expression kind of calligraphy so do you know pokras lampas yes i've yeah the russian guy right yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um what do you think about his work i'm really curious um well as i said there was another name that just was thrown in and that i got to um to see through calligraphy masters i guess and then when i was in russia a couple of years ago um some of my students talked about him well it's amazing i mean he reminds me of another um another guy site dawkins you know, yeah yeah dawkins? he's also in the crew <laughs> would you say that it's a bit similar things you know i mean they're working on big projects and uh, textures mostly and uh, i mean i should have another look at at at, at pokras lampa's work it's been a while now that sort of work which which is spectacular in a way that my god i mean just just the scale of their work mm -hmm. just to start with 
And it's, it's so not me. I mean, I would not even consider doing anything like that. I would make a total mess of it, right? And because I'm, I'm just a, well, how would I say, you know, I mean, look, this is my studio, as you see here. So this, this is where I work. How, how am I supposed to do things like Pokers Lampas on, on, on in a place like that? No, right? I, I, I don't mean like you doing uh, stuff on uh, buildings or things like this. Yeah. I'm just curious, what, what do you think about his style? And, you know, because it's not like really traditional calligraphy. He developed also this mixture of his expression. And I'm just mm. curious, overall, when you look to, to his work, what's your thoughts? Yeah, about? well, it's, 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 it's a dangerous thing for me to now to, 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 to say something. I'm, I mean, I really should uh, have another look at his work, you know, because I'm, I'm not that familiar with him. Wait. So I... Um, I'd rather not comment now and say something stupid because I'm I'm known for that. Okay, first this is the one that I thought you were you thought uh, Philip, but ah okay yeah that, that's no. what I was talking about. And this is um oh this is something that wrote oh well this so this is his work so he took courses with um with John Stevens no doubt. Bro, okay. Oh, there's a lot of things going. It is all his work. Yes, yes, this is the Philip, but here is Poker's latest works. Okay, this is from last year, his main projects. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, well, look at that. Yeah. Uh -huh. This is just, I don't know. Yeah, spectacular, isn't it? Yeah. For me, what I love in his work is this, it, it's such a unique thing and the way he mixes letters and all those, those details are just spectacular. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, I mean, I was amazed when I saw his work and I said, he's such a young guy. Yes. Already. I mean, how it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same about pokers because he's even younger than me. Uh, like, OK, I, I learned with the time. I mean, it's been already eight years. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just happy to to yeah. know that he exists and creates such beauty because he's one of the biggest influences for me. I really I'm love sure, his work. I'm sure he is, yes, yes. And, but let's uh, talk about uh, about this uh, gesture of, right? You, you keep calling it writing. Is Could it be called also calligraphy or? Uh, oh, well. I mean, yeah, explain a little bit to me and maybe people who don't know what uh, gesture of mm -hmm. calligraphy writing is. What are the tools yeah. that, that are used and how, how someone can get involved with something like this? Well, uh, as I said, it was, um, it was at, at the very start of my calligraphy doings that I met uh, Elmo von Slingerland. And, and I was still at the time trying to master formal italic. And, and he came and he just uh, took a speedball nib and, and his letters had so much freedom. Uh, they were so alive and it looked so, it looked so, easy to do i mean i was struggling with the formal lettering and then say like oh my god i went too wide i went too small i went to this and to that and this guy he just wrote like that and i thought like oh just give me two weeks and I'll, i can do that it's, it's looks so much easier <laughs> it took me a lot of years actually um and and that's the nice thing that i like about about calligraphy that it can be that it can you know there's there's that italian word you may have heard of it sprezzatura and it means uh, studied nonchalance. So it looks very nonchalant. It looks like it's a piece of cake. It is uh, so well done. It, it, it's what Rembrandt did in his paintings. You know, he said like, wow, look at that. And then you see the skill, but, but you have to hide the skill. 
you have to hide it. So, and a lot of calligraphy, I think, um, especially from beginners, you can, you can still smell the sweat that it took to make the work. And already, I mean, the, the ancient Romans already agreed on that. They said like, the real art is when you can hide that it actually took you a lot of time and sweat and effort to do so. Mm. Um, I've always believed that. And, and, and when this guy did his demo, I said, this, this is exactly what, what I was looking for. I mean, just to, to make it look like it's spontaneous. And yet uh, he talked about details. He said, like, did you see that I just dragged that line a little bit further? Because if it would stop here, it would look like, like I did it on purpose. And I just, so you just fake, uh, you can fake speed, you can fake uh, spontaneity but you have to do it well because if, if you and, and that's the problem a bit if you're um, if you're not good at it um, some people will not see it but those who are in the know those who do gesture writing they can immediately spot when somebody is just uh, pretending okay and and um, and that's because gesture writing cannot be mistaken for mark making it's not mark making that i'm doing so i'm i'm, I'm very thoughtful about uh, the things i'm doing so that's why the book i wrote on, on on gesture writing i called it thoughtful gestures because it's it's not like oh we're just swimming around and then we call it art because because i just comes from my belly onto the paper i don't believe that mm -hmm. i don't believe that i said it can come from your belly but it has to pass through your mind before you actually throw it on the paper and whereas a lot of formal calligraphy is is a lot of skill involved in the way like we have everything under control and everything is nicely between two lines and and all that i can appreciate that like i can appreciate spencerian um but it can be too neat for me too precious too beautiful too exact i want to see some life i want to see some movement and in gesture writing, that's exactly what you get. You get movement. You get that idea of dynamic. It's it's like you're looking at the thing and you said, "Wow, look this." Whereas a lot of formal calligraphy is is, is static, right? Mm -hmm. It's well done, but it's static. And um, and I thought it would make a good mix also with um, with abstract things. See, you could you could make a similar. You could say like, well, you have uh, drawn to life paintings when everything is very exact, when you make a very beautiful flower and you will look at the flower and you say like, wow, it's like a picture, it's well done. But you could also give an impression of that flower by just making sure that, yeah, well, that, that you make a few drops of on the right place and the right shape. And that's that's what attracts me more. Also, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm attracted to abstract art and I'm abstract, uh, also attracted to abstract calligraphy, when things are not legible anymore, but you can just enjoy the lines and the composition. And um, are there some specific script that you use for gestural calligraphy, or there? Uh, well, I, I don't know I, your own letters that you do for them. No, well, I mostly start from from italic. So when I teach uh, the gestural lettering. Um, I, I tell my students now, we first gonna start with, with the foundation of formal italic. 
And then we switched from, or let's say we transitioned from formal italic, we speed up a bit, we, we change the things, we change the slope, we change the size, we change the rhythm, we change uh, the way we make our ascenders and descenders. And first of all, we do that very slowly uh, and you see how these things are changing. And then after a while I said, okay, and now we're going to see the difference between when you do all these changes very slowly and you squeeze some letters and you stretch some letters and you put them a bit higher and lower and you play with the slope and all that, you can do that while still staying fully in control of what you're doing, right? You just go a bit slower. And, and then I said, okay, now we fake speed in a way, because if you speed up your italic, your, your letters will bounce and, 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 and some parts will, will not be exactly the same. And you can do that, you can fake speed, but you can also actually go faster. And that's where you see when, instead of making a G for instance like that, very slowly, you can do that and you can say, okay, I got my G, but you could also make a G like that. And, people will notice, you immediately notice the difference between something in which you said like, oh, or you do it with a bit. And that, that takes a bit of training. Um, so it, it takes, it took me a lot of training just to, to really throw down my lines with accuracy and thoughtfulness and exactly the way I want them. But the most important thing in gestural writing is the design, of course. Okay. Not only in gestural writing, it's the design that counts. So if I'm going to write the name of a person, for instance, I can do about a million things with that name. I can stretch any letter, I can make it taller, higher, and, and all that. But I have to make decisions. How will I connect my letters with each other? How will I, what will I do with the slope? Will I keep it constant or will I change my slope? What will I do with, uh, with the size of the letters, with the rhythm of the letters? And all these things, if you don't do them well, people can see that you're just faking, that mm -hmm. you're just pretending, that you say like, well, he told me that I should do this and I should do that, but you gotta have the feeling for it. You have to develop the feeling for it. And that only comes with, with lots of practice, which is never a nice message to tell your <laughs> students. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I can't really say like, and by the end of the six weeks, you'll be able to do exactly what I am doing. No, it doesn't work like that. I can explain the mechanics. I can explain um, what lies underneath. But as, you, as we agreed already on that, it just takes time to, to become good at it. Could it be done with uh, different tools, different oh, yes, pens? Yeah. And, so and also, I, uh, what's your favorite to do yeah. gesture? Um, that's a very good question. Well, I mean, for a long time, my favorite tools were the speedball nips. And why was that? Because when Elmo demonstrated his gesture writing, he took a speedball nip. And so I came home, I said, if, if it's a speedball nip that it takes, then okay, I'll do it with speedball nips. And I practiced for years with speedball nips, but you could also use, use a pencil if you want to, or, or just, just something like this, right? Um, yeah. Uh, but my favorite tool is by all means, <clears throat> This ESA pen. Have you ever heard of the ESA pen? I actually just spoke with Alan today. I invited him to really? the podcast. Yes. Aha. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, that guy is a miracle. 
um, he introduced me to his ESA pants, um, well, what is it, three, four years ago, perhaps already, and when I was in Chicago and he was, he was among my students. And, um, and we were doing gesture writing, actually. And he said, oh, you know, I've, I've got this here. And, um, and he was doing something with that. And I said, no, I said, use, use a speedball nip. You know, I mean, everybody uses speedball nips. Why would you use anything like that? You know, it, it's like, Poof. and I tried it for a second and I said, no, 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 no. just take a, nip. take a speedball nip. And then um, during a break, he came to me and said like, I would love you to try that a little bit more. And so I did. And then ah, suddenly I saw the light and I said, forget what I said about speedball nips, please. Forgive me, forgive me. Oh, oh, forgive me. And since then, I mean, he's been perfecting these things. It was already perfect from the start. I keep saying to him, I said like, there's no, I mean, why would, but Alan is Alan. He just, just loves to experiment and he said, I made it a little bit more flexible here and now I can do this and now I can do that. And I'm gonna send you a few more. So I got, I mean, I got a, about 20 of these now that he sent me. So wow. I'm, I'm good for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and I said, this is, this is pure magic. So everywhere I go, everywhere and everybody I meet, I just say like, this is the thing, you need this. All right. So if you ask me for my favorite tool, the one that I said my wife she should bury me with, well, it's one of these, right? Awesome. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, even Brody himself, he says, like, uh, these are very good, much more flexible than, than the hand-rhythmic things that, that he, I mean, these are wonderful also. I mean, you got these splashes, right? I think I can be more refined with that, and, and they're very trustworthy. I mean, I got here about a dozen of these cola pens and what, what have you, these, these um, ruling pens, ruling pens. I mean, I got a whole, whole set of each and people give them to me or I buy them or whatever. And each time when I try them out, I said, ah, I make a stroke and nothing comes with me. <laughs> uh, whereas these, I can trust them. I mean, whatever I do, it's always there. And I have to thank Alan for that. Yeah. So send him my regards, and he's a, he's sure. a wonderful guy. Yeah. You you mentioned earlier your book about uh, gesture writing. Mm -hmm. If somebody gets this book, can can they learn doing it just by the book? No, not really. I think. I mean, no. Um, well, I mean, to start with, I wrote that book. Uh, what is it now? Twelve years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So that was. A brave thing for me to do to write a book that was my very first book and um, somehow it, it, it sold out very fast so uh, people can still buy the book now but in a digital way I mean I, I still have the files so I can send them the files but no it's not the sort of book that you could say it's not a manual although I explain things but um, you have to see it you have to see it somebody doing actually and i'll explain but um if somebody would be interested in, in in that sort of writing um the online class actually is is uh, is, is is a thing that i that i put a lot of work in and so it takes about it goes for six seven weeks and then we go through all the stages in which i explain in video material uh, in detail mm -hmm. 
what to do, how to hold your nip, um, and how to manipulate and my thoughts and, and philosophy on it and everything. So that's, that would be the way to, I mean, if you're really interested in that, then I would say. But where can people find first the book and then the classes? Is everything on your website? Oh, the book is on my website. Mm -hmm. The book is on my website. Um, and the classes, ha, huh, well, you know, I just taught a couple of months ago, I taught the gestural class. I mean, I'm teaching for the Acon Arts website. So that's a good friend of mine who has a platform in, in which he offers all sorts of online courses. And so I'm, I'm doing it with her. I mean, she takes care of all the technical side. I just made the videos and I, I guide people, I coach people, I, we have a forum, I'm, I'm, I try to be of assistance. But um, I said to her last year, I said, this is the last time I'm going to do this. Um, because I've, I've taught it already a couple of times and I said, after that, this is gonna be time for something new. So um, we'll have to find, if some people are still interested, we'll, I'll find a way to, uh, what I'm gonna do, maybe I can, I can, I can sell the videos or, or whatever, I, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm doing. But I said, it's a bit ridiculous what I said to her, you know, she said, are you really going to do this? I said, yeah, you know, I mean, so now, I mean, next week I'm going to teach Trajans for the fourth time already. Uh, and I said, this has to stop. <laughs> I can't do this forever. Uh, people say, oh, well, again and again. So um, I was very happy to do that. I mean, I really enjoy teaching online. I still do, I enjoy every minute of it, but I just thought like, well, there's time for something else now because um, I wanna make more work for myself. I wanna do something else, maybe uh, a big exhibit or uh, or something else or maybe come up with another class i don't know so how many classes are you teaching i, I thought you were doing just gestural calligraphy you mentioned now no, 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 as no. Well. actually in, in the uh, online classes i i developed four online classes uh, so one on trades and capitals one on gestural writing with a nib and then one on build-up capitals and then one on um the the pointed brush mm -hmm. the pointed brush is 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 has a lot is pretty it's not the same of course but there's also a lot of gesture writing getting into the pointed brush because I'm, I'm not teaching the pointed brush in a sort of a formal or a, in a sort of a modern calligraphy way mm -hmm. uh, but more in well you know you know my work more more gestural more um, yes surprising perhaps throughout your journey can you mention few books that helped you or you were mostly uh, influenced by classes and workshops that you've attended were there <laughs> any books that ever helped you with uh, well again i mean there's um there are a few books that were very important to me and um but also um given the time of period that i was re reading them then i said like oh well this is this is very important this is very nice for me and uh, but you move on after a while right and then you said like oh well that was important but not to me anymore i've passed that stage or i'm not interested in that sort of writing anymore um well yeah, first of all i should mention the bible which is john stevens scribe okay right? yeah well you gotta have that that's that's the bible to me uh, what was very important to me is also a book that uh, Brody, that collects Brody's work that he did for 
uh, Muhrkanten. So there was, I don't know whether it's available all over the world. I don't think so. But it has a, should I pick it up and show? Sure, if you have it, why not? Okay, let me see. So that's the book here. And what he did is, uh, that was one of the very first things that he did when he came in Bruges. He had to, can you see that? Oh, or yes, yes, yes. Mirror script, okay, no? Huh. And um, so you see all these different kinds of writing. So my God. Whoa. And uh, so I, I, th I thought that was spectacular. So that was a huge influence on it. There's gestural writing, there's formal writing, there's writing with all sorts of nips and pens and, 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 and whatnot. So it still is a source of inspiration to me. Um, he, he goes on and on. And actually that is something that he is not very proud of that he did. I mean, he said, never mention that again to me. <laughs> what? So but, this, this book is by Brody? This book is by Brody. This is one of the very first things. So it's a collection of things that he did over the years. For, but it, uh, for it's not available for... I don't know. Well, wow. you know, um, You know, I could, what I could do if you say like, I'm, I'm interested in that, I could say where you can have it because we still have a shop here in Bruges in which they sell these books. I'm definitely interested. Now, yeah, I just, well, just uh, looking through all those pages, I'm like, wow, wow. I mean, have you ever watched, have you ever seen Brody's website? No. And actually, because I, I'm not sure, because I contacted a lot of people last few days for the podcast. I'm not sure if I wrote him, but uh, you mentioned so many times his name. You said you're friends. Would you be able to assist? To get him on the podcast and share his journey. Oh, I, I think he would love to do that. I'm, I'm not sure. He, he hasn't responded yet to uh, to your request. I'm just not sure if I wrote him. Now, after ah. we finish the podcast, I'll double check. If I haven't, I'll write him. But yeah, you know, it's always good if I have like some word from. He's God. He's God. I mean, he is. Uh, he's the man you should talk to. I mean, he's the future of calligraphy. He's the past of calligraphy. He's everything. Now, Especially me. I mean, I mean, just watch his website. Go to Brody Neunschwander, uh, see his website, and um, guy's amazing. Yeah, you know, sometimes I lie awake at night and I said, "Oh my God, he is so good." <laughs> <laughs> how, how can I ever? How can I ever? So well, there's there's of course this book, and there's the book also by um, Thomas Ingmeyer, Words of Risk. That was important to me. There's John Stevens. Um, as I said, I've got a lot of books um, in which they sort of feature work of different people. Mm -hmm. Gottfried Potts also was important to me at, at some point of time. Uh, Schriftklang Bild, I think his, his, his work was, or his, the title of the book was. Um, I mean, at, at, at the beginning, I was into formal calligraphy, of course, because I mean, the, that's that was the things that 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 were then popular. So English books on how to write um, and uh, calligraphy masterclass was one of my very first books. I remember that that was also influential. I, I guess those names are enough. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. we don't need well, a huge list. Is there a tip or advice that you remember that was given? from some of your teachers or anyone that helped you the most with your calligraphy journey? Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember I was, I was only doing calligraphy for what, two or three years. And I took a workshop with you and Clayton. 
And at the end of the workshop, I mean, it was a week long workshop and I worked like hell. I really tried to make, take the most out of this class. And at the end of the work, we, end of the week, we had to put out our works on the tables and he, he made his round and, uh, and he said, all sorts of nice things to about the works of other people. And then when he came at my table, I was about to die. Like, oh my God, what is he going to say about my work? And uh, he looked at it and he just turned around and looked at everybody and he said, uh, sometimes you might think that you will make a lot of progress in, in one night or so. But that's not the case. <laughs> he said, you have to work hard and hard and hard. <laughs> and I remember that exactly that night, I had worked all night long to get a proper result on the table. And, and he said that, and, uh, and I said, okay, message taken. <laughs> I should not fool myself into thinking that I could suddenly, because suddenly make a huge leap forward because, because of one night. And um, so I, I got the message all right. I mean, I, I confronted him years later. I mean, I met him again and we became very good friends. And I said, I said, can you still remember the first time when we saw and I was in your class and you told me that? And he was said, oh my God, I said, did I really say that? I said, yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's what teachers do, you know? I mean, the student remembers, but the teacher forgets. He just says like, okay, well, what next, what next? Um, and I said, but you're, you're so right, you know? Because I, at the time, I, I really thought that I was just full speed ahead and, 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 and we're going to see. So um, takes time. We have a saying here in Flanders, we say grass doesn't grow by pulling at it, right? You just that's a nice one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very nice. And I, one. And I was pulling at the grass with all my might. <laughs> okay, so that might be a good advice. Um, yeah, I guess this is a great one. And another advice, I mean, the older you get, the wiser you become. I think is um, is, is is not to force things. So it's about the same as I just said. It's it's just to maybe I should go in the direction that that feels like me rather than to rather than to try to become somebody else or um, or i mean as as a calligrapher as all calligraphers we get exposed to lots of things right and we say oh, oh i want to do that this looks so nice i want to do this i want to do that and that's how we get our classes filled with students of course mm -hmm. because they said oh i want to i want to have a taste of that and uh, but after a while you get to see you get to distinguish what really interests you and what you say, like, well, lots of people are doing that, but I don't really care for that. Mm -hmm. And maybe you just drop this and say, like, life's too short to be able to um, to know it all and to master it all. Are there any youngsters which are doing what you love doing, gestures, uh, gestural calligraphy writing, which they made impression on you and you think oh, they'll yeah. become oh, something? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, th that, that's one of the nice things about about teaching online is, um, and I guess also for the, for the students themselves that they can learn from me uh, in a way that they don't have to travel and which is far less expensive than if they would have to go, I don't know where. So I had over the years, a couple of people in my class that I said like, oh my God, look at that. Um, well, of course, I mean, I mentioned Victor Combs. I mean, he, he was my student. He, he's been in my class, but I can't really say he was my student. I mean, he was already 
fabulous when when he he just did the honor of, of being in my class right um and um in in italy there's gisela biondani um that does wonderful work also with with uh, with watercolor that's oh, it's always dangerous to i mean there's there's giuliano bocchi may heard of him giuliano yes. Uh, of course, I mean, again, like Victor, he was once in my class, but he was already a master uh, long before that. He's kind enough to say that I influenced him. Well, if I have, I'm very happy for that. He does wonderful work. Oh, really? I mean, I should go on Instagram now because there, there's, there's... Oh, I'll, I'll check your Instagram, you know, it, it's no, you don't need to press yourself. Like you, if some names pop up, that's, that's uh, more than enough, yeah. you know? And yeah, they're, they're sure that there's more than that, you know, there's, um, I don't know whether these names tell you, say anything to you, Sigrid Eidmann from Germany, no, doesn't ring a bell? No, no, after we finish, I'll check who we are following, I'll really check what people are you following. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, I, I, I know there's definitely some people out there that I should follow, but that I haven't discovered yet, I know, but well, it is what it is. You cannot overfeed your Instagram account otherwise. <laughs> yeah, kind of that's kind of true. Yves, I'm super grateful and I'm super happy for this conversation. It was super fun and interesting to me to listen to your story. It was very nice to meet you. I mean, yeah. uh, I remember. Okay. Is there something that I haven't asked you about your journey or your story that you wanted to share with people or I don't know, or if there is something that you want to say to people, just go for uh, it. Well, maybe I should just say that um, when people ask me, say like, what, what, what are you doing now as, as a, as a full-time calligrapher? I said, well, most of the, most of it, actually, I'm, I'm earning my living by teaching. Mm -hmm. And, and I've always loved teaching. I mean, before I did calligraphy, I was a teacher, right? Yeah. So, um, in a way, I could say um, I continued the nice job of teaching without actually having to go to school and grade papers and, and go to meetings and talk to their parents and all that sort of thing that, go, that comes with, with, with regular teaching. So, I have the best of both worlds. I can teach what I like and I don't have to um, talk to the parents afterwards and say like, well... Milan is not doing all that well, you know. <laughs> so, um, so I have, I, I'm, I'm really happy that I made that choice 12 years ago and, and just uh, quit school and never turned back. And um, that was a major turn, turn of careers, right? Mm -hmm. um, because remember, I had that awful handwriting uh, that my students couldn't read. And I remember the day that I told my students that I would stop teaching Latin and that I would become a professional calligrapher. <laughs> they looked at me in amazement and said like, oh my God, is this guy going to be a calligrapher? Then I'm going to be an astronaut. <laughs> uh, anything is possible if he can become a calligrapher. Yeah, I had a wonderful life. Well, I have a wonderful life, yes. Yes, yes, don't, uh, don't say it like this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, sometimes I look back and I said like, oh, well, I, who would have thought that, that 35 years ago when I made my first letters, it will all come to this. I had no idea. So I'm, I'm just very grateful for, um, for everything it brought me, especially the contacts I had and, and the travels I could do. And I met a lot of people and I met, of, met practically all of my heroes. 
um, it's, 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 it's wonderful. You won't hear me complain. As I said, I'm a teacher, so this is basically what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm very proud and very happy with the online classes that I've been teaching. They've been very successful, I mean, to my amazement, because I thought that, well, online teaching, I, for a long time, I thought that I had to sit right next to the person and just see what he's doing and holding his or her hand and says like, oh, maybe like this. But actually, I, you mean, you can learn how to brush Trajan's from a distance. Can you believe that? Yeah. I'll make sure to put some links to your website, to the book, and as well, I'll ask you later to give me some links for the classes so I can put them under okay, this video. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, well, you know, I'm going to, uh, um, I'm going to um, send you a message with, um, with some information and, and, and things that you might want to use. Okay, yeah. thank you for that. So <laughs> before, before we finish, I just remember, because you finished speaking about the classes and earlier you mentioned you might sell those classes. Uh, what does that mean? Because if you're selling those videos or something, I might be interested uh, well, to get them for calligraphy masters, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm, I mean, we haven't decided yet. Uh, it's just, it would be a shame to throw them away, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And, um, because I put a lot of time and then just just try to make them as, as, as beautiful and, and, and as good as possible. Um, but, um, well, I, I told my students, I told everybody, I said like, this is going to be the last time you know, it, it sounds like the farewell tour of a pop group. And then the year after that, they say like, no, this is going to be the last time or this is the comeback tour. Uh, and I said, I can't do that. You know, I mean, people would not take me serious. They would say like, oh, and we we signed up because he told us he, that would be the last time we, we would be able to do that. And now he's just saying like, oh, well, here I am again. So, but I know that there are some people who might be disappointed and not... Uh, having taken the class or not having the opportunity to take the class and then maybe I should try to um, think of another way to to put them online or so or, or or for sale or whatever but haven't decided on that yet if you decide something feel free to contact me because I would okay, love yeah, to preserve well, I, that I mean, we, we, we can then use all the promotion we can have yes that would be wonderful I just saw you today by by chance on Goodreads you're on Goodreads of course yeah. <laughs> and uh, i just i just posted something on goodreads and and i suddenly said like well this is the guy i'm going to talk to now and you said that you are going to you're planning to read a book on fracture yes i mean yeah. like i'm interested <laughs> like following you at least on goodreads <laughs> that's great Good. like that, that's funny now now that you're saying i'm like okay i haven't touched my goodreads in a long time and Yesterday, I saw a guy who bought the book and I've seen this book before. So I was like, okay, now I have to get the book for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. For me, my, my biggest love, like the thing I started for, it was Fracture. I fell in, it was Fracture. I, I fell in love with calligraphy because of Fracture. And... Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I gave it a go. You know, um, when you're talking Fracture, then you probably know Torsten Koller. No, I don't. No? Ah, no. well, you should check him out. Okay. I don't think he's on Instagram, but he certainly he has a uh, he has a website. Um, you know, I'm just going to Torsten. Okay. Maybe maybe you can send it together with some I'll, other information. I'll send it, I'll send it to you. No. If I don't. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that'd be Good. great. So thank you for being the guest on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, feel free to drop some comment or questions uh, to Yves if you're interested in his classes. Uh, let me know whatever 
like share enjoy thank you for watching and as okay. always keep writing okay certainly do that Bye-bye. Before I finish this podcast, I want to say a few things. First of all, I hope you enjoyed it and it was as fun as it was for me recording it. Thank you all for the huge support on the podcast episodes. It's super nice to see the new channel building up. But I want to ask you something, guys, please, whenever you listen to a podcast on YouTube, like the video and drop a comment. I see a lot of you sharing stories on Instagram and commenting there, but there are no comments on the episodes themselves. So please do that. It will be much appreciated. Uh, we're trying to hit the 1K mark for the Calligraphy Masters podcast channel. Thank you for watching and listening and keep writing.